when we have the feeling or experience of a secure and safe we, there's so much more that's possible that can move through our systems and through our hearts and through our days because we're not on some level holding things that are of concern or that we're afraid of or that are micro ruptures between us. By creating this safe and secure we, we really feel the strength of our landing pad together and of our relationship. And it gives us the capacity to do so much more. Welcome to The Art of We, the podcast where we explore how committed partnerships can be potent vehicles for fully delivering our gifts to the world. Hi, I'm Krista Vanderveer, a seasoned consultant and executive coach. And I'm Dr. Will Vanderveer, a leader and educator in integrative mental health and wellness. As husband and wife and business partners, we keep learning that the key to maximizing our authenticity and impact in the world lies inside the health, security, and depth of our relationship. On this show, we'll pull back the curtains to share lessons, insights, and practices from our own marriage and professional careers that help us thrive. If you're a leader, founder, or overachiever, and you want to leverage your relationships for personal and collective growth, then you're in the right place. Welcome to The Art of We. This is episode 49. This is your co-host, Krista. Will is not joining me today because he's actually in flight right now, coming home after being gone for seven or eight days, which is very relevant to the topic we're talking about today, which is comings and goings or launching and landings, as Stan Tekken would call it. It's about really learning how to do transitions well with each other. What I'll say about this is that Will and I continue to learn with every trip that one of us takes away from another, how to do it even better. So there's a couple different aspects here. There's the comings and goings that we experience on a daily basis. And then there's the more significant types of separation, like when one of us travels for a few days or longer. This podcast, I'm going to really focus on when one of us is traveling, how we stay connected, what Will and I are learning about what works and doesn't work, at least for us, and how to really care for each other when we're coming back together. Historically, we have found that it's a potentially minefield of ruptures if we're not really caring for what's happening for mostly our younger parts when we're coming back together, those, those first few moments or hours of being together after someone's been traveling. If you've listened to this podcast for a while, you may not be surprised that Will and I create agreements about how we're gonna stay connected when we're apart, when one of us is traveling. One thing that we found really helpful is to have some level of contact before the day starts for both of us, and then some level of contact at the end of the day before we go to bed. Now we might be in different time zones, so that poses a different challenge, but one way that we really support each other in feeling contacted is we leave what's called a GMV or a GNV. The GMV is the good morning Voxer, <laughs> and the GNV is the good night Voxer. Now, if you haven't heard of Voxer, V-O-X-E-R, it's a app that acts kind of like a walkie-talkie, and it can keep messages if you want them to be kept. You can fast forward, you can rewind. It's a really useful tool for us, at least as a couple. And so what we'll do is the night before 
one of us goes to bed is we'll leave a good night boxer. This is the communication to our partner that basically is making contact with them, is sharing a little bit about their day, and is wishing our partner a really good night's sleep in whatever form that we decide to do that. And then we label it as the good night boxer so our partner knows to listen to that before they go to bed. And then we also leave that same night a good morning boxer so that when the person wakes up, they have a good morning boxer available to them. And again, it's just a way of making contact, of of saying how much we care and appreciate our partner. If there's anything we want them to know about us, we can leave it in that boxer. It's just a really sweet way of staying connected in a digital form. Now, each trip that we take is different. Sometimes I leave, sometimes Will leaves. What we're up to on the trip is obviously very different. So based on the schedule and the content of the trip itself, we decide, okay, would it feel really good for us to connect at this time of day or that time of day? This particular trip that he just took, we were only an hour apart in time and we decided to connect each morning by phone before our day started and that worked out really well. Sometimes we'll find that there's not enough connection or maybe there's too much connection and we refine what we need based on the trip. The goal here is for us to stay connected enough so that we both feel like there's no interpersonal snags, there isn't anything that's a glitch in the field of our relationship so that we can both fully be present in our days and enjoy what's happening right in front of us rather than wondering about our partner or not addressing certain insecurities that come up about our partner being away or whatever might be in the field that keeps us from really being present with what's in front of us and what we want to attend to while we're separated. Another agreement that we have is to bring forward anything that our partners would want to know or that would impact our relationship. So for example, let's say that I am on a trip and I'm starting to have considerations of adding another trip to the end or staying a few days longer. I know obviously this would impact Will, so I bring it up when I'm aware that it's a consideration for me And we talk about it because it would have an impact on our partnership. That's a pretty easy example. But there's plenty of other things that we could bring forward. For example, let's say Will is off at a mastermind and all of a sudden he's, you know, in a hot tub at nighttime with the people there. And then all of a sudden people are starting to take their clothes off (laughs) or something, you know, random like that. This is something that I would want to be aware of that Will is having an experience around. And so I would want him to tell me if this occurred and how he handled it and how it was for him and if there's anything that we need together to stay connected. So by having the agreement that we're going to bring forward anything that we think our partner would want to know, it settles our systems with each other. So we're not needing to constantly like interview the person about what's happening over there or who are you meeting or for me at least, it's such a great opportunity when Will goes out of town to notice what insecurities that I still have about our partnership or about myself that come up when he's in certain circumstances. Like I feel left out or I'm afraid that he's having so much more fun where he's at versus wanting to come home at the end of the week. It's a plethora of opportunity to look at where I'm feeling insecure. Now this leads to the next agreement that we have is to reach out to each other if one of us is dysregulated or in high need. Now, obviously, we're tracking what 
would fit into this category. Like me feeling insecure in a moment about, oh, is he having more fun than, and is he having more fun over at this event and won't want to come home? Like, is it keeping me, is it distracting me from being able to be fully present and be come about my day? Or is it just a fluttering thought that maybe I'll dress with him later? Obviously, I'm not going to reach out to Will if, if I'm able to tolerate what's coming up and I can put it on ice until we have a chance to address it. But there are circumstances where we might, one of us might be in high need or are really dysregulated to the point of we can't seem to regulate ourselves. An example happened last night for me where I went to bed or I got into bed and I set our house alarm, which I'm so grateful that we have a house alarm. And right after I set it, the dogs perked up and were acting kind of strange. I'm like, okay, what's going on? Sometimes they hear a car or sometimes they hear some wildlife or something like that. And then I start to hear something or somebody start to push the buttons on our front door keypad (laughs) and then rattle the door. And I have never been this scared in a very long time. So this is happening like three times. And so I'm obviously very dysregulated. I don't know what to do. I'm a little bit panicked and nobody should be entering our house at this time of night or at any time of day when we're not expecting it. So I was very scared. I called Will. Unfortunately, Will was available. So part of the agreement is that if there's a high need or high dysregulation that we're going to call each other, then we know that there's more of a emergency feeling than if we're just voxing each other or texting each other. That's an example. Another example might be where one of us, for some reason, is thinking our partner might be unsafe. For example, I went to go see the Beyonce's concert in Las Vegas about a month ago. It was extraordinary, beyond extraordinary. And we were staying at a hotel that was very close to the stadium. And what I told Will is that we're going to walk from the hotel to the stadium. And last time that he was in Las Vegas, he happened to experience a bunch of violence there, not to him, his person, but there was some violence and some death. And and I didn't describe to him that they closed down the highways so that the people who are going from the hotel to the stadium can safely get to the stadium. In any case, this came up for him, concern about my safety. And that was a moment where we learned in retrospect that it would have been really supportive for him to reach out to me to make contact, to make sure I was safe, rather than just holding that himself and getting concerned and dysregulated on some level that evening. I would imagine for some of you who are listening, these are like, duh, like this is how we do relationship. But I've also heard other people not address these separations or these transitions as carefully or as mindfully as Will and I might be doing it. For us, it feeds back into the vow of creating a safe and secure we. And when we have the feeling or experience of a secure and safe we, there's so much more that's possible that can move through our systems and through our hearts and through our days because we're not on some level holding things that are of concern or that we're afraid of or that are micro ruptures between us. By creating this safe and secure we, we really feel the strength of our landing pad together and of our relationship. And it gives us the capacity to do so much more. 
So my invitation to you is to look to see what works really well for us. What's not working so well? Are we feeling secure in our relationship when one of us leaves? Are we staying as connected as you would like to stay? Are you feeling any insecurities or concerns that come up that you're not addressing with each other? And just really find your own groove of what you two need to stay connected and to feel the abundance of what can come when that connection stays strong and generative. The goal of us doing these transitions really well and staying connected is obviously not to have it feel burdensome to either partner, but it's to stay just enough connected so that the pathways between us are clear and clean. With that said, if one partner is having reoccurring insecurities, recurrent themes, ways that they are getting dysregulated on an ongoing basis, I would suggest that if it's not able to get cleaned up and cleared up between the two of you in an effective and contactful manner, that there's probably a lot more work from a psychology perspective that needs to be done. And potentially some outside support would be helpful for your own we to help address the insecurities that are coming up. Okay, the last part I want to share is about coming back together, like literally, after one of us has been away. Historically, we've had a lot of challenge. For whatever reason, our younger parts are showing up more when we're coming back together, probably saying something in the form of, are you okay? Am I okay? Are we okay? Who are you now? You're a different person than you were before. Is there something I should know about? Are we going to rupture? For some reason, for both me and Will, we feel pretty sensitive to each other when we come back together. So what we're learning is to explicitly and deliberately take a little bit of time before we come back together to have a conversation about what we need or what our younger parts need when we come back together. For example, I think this morning, Will and I did a really good job of proactively cutting or stopping a rupture from happening when he comes home in just a couple hours. He happens to be coming home on a weekday and we did not talk about what our desires and expectations and assumptions are about what's going to happen when Will gets home. So I'm going to go pick him up. And part of me had the assumption that we're going to be able to have a little bit of time to connect. And then I did assume that he would go to work. From his perspective, because it's a work day, he is basically getting off the plane, getting picked up, coming home, dropping his bags and going straight to work. So like this isn't like a huge deal, right? But if we hadn't talked about what the expectations are going to be when he gets home, I am pretty sure that my younger parts would have been like, hey, wait a minute, like we've been apart for seven or eight days and you're prioritizing getting to work on like at by one o'clock. <laughs> so all I really needed was to understand what his needs were, what his desires were, and to feel cared for in mine so that we can align about what's happening. Personally, for me, coming into alignment about what's happening versus not having the conversation and then having different expectations is probably what's most painful for me. What I love about one of us traveling is that we learn something every single time about what we can do better with each other, how we can more 
deeply and carefully care for each other and know each other. And so this is an example of a lesson that we've learned that we will definitely implement next time, which is what happens when one of us comes home from a trip on a weekday. Are we going straight to work? Are we creating some buffer time to connect? What are the needs and what are the desires? Before I wrap, I definitely want to not leave you hanging about what happened at the at the door last night when somebody was like punching these keypads and trying to open the door. So I ended up, Will coached me to call 911. I actually called 911. And as I was on the phone with the operator, I'm looking outside and my heart is racing and I'm trying to figure out what's going on. And I see in the shadows, it was it's super dark at our house at nighttime. I see in the shadows, like this kind of like large waddling shadow walking down the driveway. I'm pretty sure what happened was that there was a big black bear who attempted to open up our front door and by putting his paws, his or her paws up on the door was like hitting the buttons. I'm very grateful to report that there were not any other incidences last night and that I'm so happy we have an alarm system, especially when Will's out of town. In final closing comments, mostly what I really want to invite is a deeper awareness of your needs to stay connected to your partner, to stay connected to yourself, to work the pieces and the opportunities that arise when the two of you are apart or coming back into transition together. I feel like relationship is such a massive self-developmental path when we choose to embrace it this way. There's so many opportunities for us to look at where we can grow both individually together and that by paying attention, we can really address the issues that will take us to the next level of our lives and our relationship and our expression by paying attention. Thank you so much for joining us on The Art of We. I would really love to hear from you about your experience of the podcast. And if there are any topics that you would like to hear about, we would so love to share our experiences about practically anything. You can go to your favorite podcast platform to leave us a review there and suggest a topic, or you can reach out to us at kristavanderveer.com and you can email us directly from that website. Thank you, and we'll see you next week. Thank you so much for joining us. If you found this content valuable, please follow this show and share it with your partner or other key collaborators. If this show has sparked an interesting conversation based on these topics, we'd love to hear from you. Find us on Instagram at Art of We Podcast. And we'll see you next time when we explore what it means to be better together, like butter and toast on the Art of We Podcast.